0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 26. And I believe I said 26 the last time, so my apologies. But this is podcast number 26 for Season 4. And the New York Rangers uh, find a way to win against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Kreider, believe it or not, is actually going to remain in the lineup. And you'll hear all about my theory next uh, but first, I have to ask Andy, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, first of all, to the listeners, James really fallen on a sword.
0: I'm the one who sets up the recording room and labels it, so that was my mistake labeling episode 25, episode 26. So James just taking it all on himself. That's the type of teammate he is. Doesn't want any of the glory. He just wants to get his, uh, put his, his little, get his lunch pail and, and just do the the muck raking and the digging. So kudos to you, James. You're a gentleman and a scholar. And this was my fault, but. Uh, yeah, good win for the Rangers over a team that they honestly should beat because I don't think the Wild are really all that good this year as their standings show. And just you look at the construction of that team they are a little bit of a donut right now. Uh, but, you know, that was a the game they needed to win. And it the way it played out was kind of interesting, but it'll be fun to talk all about that. But uh, yeah, uh, some injuries here, too, and some other some waiver wire news
1: for the New York Rangers. So plenty to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first, let's talk about the game. A uh, little shocking. Um, I'm not going to lie. It, it's weird because I can't. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I don't even know how I feel about this team. You know, obviously, you know, New York Rangers have been just inconsistent at times. And I think we're our own worst enemy. But we started the month, you know, we're four, we're five, oh, no, four, oh, and one in the first five games of January. And it's not like we played bad teams, you know, Florida, middle of the pack team trying to find their way. Carolina, maybe, maybe the best team in the league. Uh, Canadians, bottom feeder, we destroyed them. Um, Devils, uh, we should have had two points, but we took, again, another top team in a league to overtime. And then, uh, you know, the Minnesota Wild are, are what they are. I mean, they're not obviously a top team in this league, but they're certainly, I, I would put them in that tier two category. So, and New York Rangers found a way to win and, and beat them. So uh, again, I, to be fair, you have to applaud this team when they do something well. So I applaud them for finding a way to come back and beat in the Minnesota wild. Uh, I thought, I think Minnesota is a heavier team and I think the New York Rangers struggle with that, but I have to say, I, I, I they, found a way to win when i didn't think they had a chance so um yeah kudos to them fox carrying the load on his shoulders shows you why you know he's the top defenseman in, in this league and probably our mvp so far uh yeah I, it just i don't know andy you know we we played dallas we're recording this we played dallas tonight if you're listening to this but we're recording it tonight before so uh, If we beat Dallas somehow, I'm going to start to feel good, which I'm worried because that means the second half of January might be painful for all of us. So, um, Andy, what would you think of the the Minnesota Wild game?
0: Yeah, I thought it was an interesting game. Uh, You know, I definitely, from this group by now, it would be stupid to expect, you know, dominating perfection game in and game out. But like you had put it, James, they've since started January, you know, their record's pretty good. They've, they're picking up points even in losses and they, they still, they've, they're having better, at least their decision making. Not that they're not prone to some boneheaded plays and decisions, but it's, you know, they've tightened things up a bit. Some players have gotten going specifically on the back end offensively. You look at, just the way the Rangers defense scoring is really improved. And you know what? And I was actually listening to uh, Arthur Staples podcast today, and he was talking with Steve Ballaquette about it. It just seems like the Rangers D is activating more and more as the season progresses. And honestly, I think that's a big reason why they're winning a lot of these games. Cause it seems like at least every game they are getting a goal from one person on their back end, which is huge. You know what I mean? It's, it's an advantage because a lot of that a lot of teams don't have, you know, it's funny because you look at players like Truba and Schneider and Lindgren, and you don't think they're offensive players, or at least on paper, you would think that they're more defensive guys. But honestly, the numbers bear out that they're probably better offensively than they are defensively. Go figure. But, you know, we've seen Lindgren activate plenty of times this year, uh, you know, and maybe nothing really comes of it. He's not as skilled offensively as, say, Fox or uh, Keandre is, but. He's activated. He's not a, He's not shy about skating into the zone with possession. He made a really nice move. He put the puck between someone's legs on a rush. It was beautiful. And I think that was the a shift that turned into a goal. But I mean, what else do you say about Keandre and the goal he scored last night? He only scores these beautiful highlight real goals, and every time it's from a standstill where he po- uses his reach to poke it when he's defending, you know, near his own blue line, and he just turns on the Jets, and he's just so big and strong, and if and with a. Beautiful stride. He just creates a separation. He holds someone off, and he scores goals. It's incredible. If if every player in the Rangers could score on breakaways the way Keandre Miller does, I mean, the Rangers might be the highest scoring team in the league. But and obviously, what do you say about Adam Fox? I mean, he's he's honestly to me, he's playing better this season than he was the season he won the Norris. It's insane. He absolutely took over that game last night. Whenever he was on the ice. And I, I think they were even saying, you know, he I think he had 12 shots, which is like a tie is a personal best for him. Uh, and unlike everyone else in the Rangers, he hits the net. So even if it doesn't go in, it hits the goalies pad. It's just he can do whatever he wants out there. It's insane. And, you know, and he logged big minutes and he basically both times the Rangers needed a goal. It was him that he basically willed that game because the biggest thing about that game, which is going to sound crazy when I say this, that I actually liked is that Igor wasn't very good last night. You know, he True. gave up, uh, you know, I don't obviously no chance in the first goal. I don't have an issue with that. But even if you, you don't like Truba's positioning on the second goal, he gets fooled by Kaprizov, plain and simple. And then obviously the Zook just getting a, the tip of the glove on it and just it popping up over his head and going down his back in, in the net. You know, he just wasn't on it. And even, you even saw it in victory. He was mad at himself and in the locker room in the post-game where everyone's happy they pulled out the win. He was upset with himself, which is good. I, I like to see that. You know what I mean? He knows he wasn't good. But for once, I think I I was talking to a friend and I was like, he's like, you know, oh, Igor, you gotta have that. I was like, you know what? He's bailed these clowns out so many times. I'm like, let's see them bail him out for once. And they did. You know what I mean? They he was bad, but they got it done, which it doesn't happen a lot. It's usually only the other way around. So you know what? Even a great goaltender like Igor is going to have bad games. It happens, but you have to be a good enough team to overcome that sometimes. I know plenty of teams that do that, that just get, you know, the Rangers get superhuman goaltending every, you know, basically every season for almost two decades. So when it doesn't happen, it's like the sky is falling. But there's other teams that contend with stuff like that on the reg with just having just mediocre, medium, middle of the road goaltending with the Rangers never have to worry about. So I'm glad for once they were able to return the favor. Uh so yeah, overall wasn't a perfect game, obviously, but the Rangers were clearly the better team throughout the full 60. It should have been 3 nothing in the first, and it was 2 nothing, uh what Minnesota, but kudos to them. They found a way. Fox put the team on his back and they had some dominating shifts, and Kako was good again, and as was I thought honestly, Zabanjad probably had his best game I've seen him have in a long time, even though he he didn't get the counting stats for it. I just loved the plays he was making. And uh yeah. Keandre was excellent this game. Fox, we've already talked about. So yeah, I thought there was more good than bad. There wasn't really anyone who was really too poor. And I thought Kako, uh, excuse me, uh, Kraftsaw was uh, good again. And he, him, and Panarin and was good again, which was good for him. So yeah, good win for them, and hopefully they can keep it rolling.
1: Yeah, a couple things. Number one, glad to see Fox dominant against a very physical team, a team that would like normally take cheap shots, just to trying to box them out. And well, they
0: did after they scored the goal. Uh, Jordan Greenway started beating him up, mugging him at his net. And there was a big scrum. It was funny because he th- I guess they gave it to Heedle in the end. He did get a stick on it, but it goes in. And as he turns to sell into the corner, do the, like the slide on the ice and pump his fist. You could literally see Fox getting like mugged behind him. And then there was a big scrum, but that game, every time Minnesota tried to blow him up, He just used a head fake, drew their attention to a player that wasn't actually there that he pretended to look at and just skated around them. It's the damnedest thing watching him play hockey. Hockey looks easy. It's Adam Fox. And I was thinking this last night and you think it a lot, but you, sometimes you don't dare say it because you're like, Oh, I've seen, you know, I watched Leech when I was a kid and I, whatever, Messier and all these other players, but yeah. And even Panarin, but I think Fox at peak of his powers is probably the most dominant player I've at least seen in a Rangers sweater. I'm not counting Lundqvist and net. That's a different thing. I'm not going to compare it to goaltending, but at least as a skater, I just, it's, he can turn games around himself and make it look easy. And it's so weird because it's such a fast league and it's such a physical league. And yet he gets the puck and he makes easy passes under pressure. And he freezes people with his eyes, his stares, he looks them off and he looks off fake and he just does a little fake, little pump fake. And it's weird because other players try that, too, but it it gets read so easily just because they don't know how to commit it the way he does, because he doesn't do it fast. I think that's a lot of players problems is that they'll quickly fake something and. You know, you it's it almost looks like a regular stick handle or it you you have too much time because you're they do try to do it so quickly that they're already doing the thing they really meant to do in a nanosecond. So it doesn't really matter. You don't take your defense. Fox literally will sell you on I am putting this puck over here. And on that the goal, the tying goal with Flurry, you know, down and out, where the Rangers had the puck in the offensive zone for a damn near two minutes. He literally he freezes the shot and then pretends to do a delayed release. But then pulls that back and flurry is down. The defenseman is snow angeling and then he just pulls it around everybody and puts it in the crease. It's incredible. He's incredible. He's definitely, I, I can unequivocally say he's definitely the, one of the most dominant or no, he's the most dominant ranger I've ever seen wear a blue sweater. And I never thought I would get to that point so early in his career, but I, I feel very comfortable saying
1: yeah it's crazy i mean he's our mvp uh, he was our, and MVP. he should win the norris this year too by the way uh, listen he's making another case for himself i mean jesus who's this comp i mean uh morrissey um god uh What's i don't up? know what yossi's doing no i'm well, just trying eric to think Car- of eric, other i mean it's eric eric, oh, eric carlson i know but that's like so stupid because i feel like this is a uh, Like he's trying one last time. Like I don't know if like the the sharks are paying him under the table. Can you just try so we can trade you out of this godforsaken city? You can go for one more. You can try for a Stanley Cup and then and then you know stink on their team for a while. I don't know what the deal is with him, but I'm hoping he drops off because it's the only chance I think Fox has at winning the Norris. Him them him and Morrissey. So Yeah, uh, I mean if Carl let's you know, and
0: Dahleen's having an excellent season too. True. If if Carlson breaks hundred points, which a defenseman hasn't done, even though his defensive impacts are, are god awful, uh, he's gonna win, Well, fair or not. And I mean it's up to you to, to judge that based on how much, you know. I mean, if if he if Eric Carlson finishes with what he's projected to finish with, even if he does suck, it would be pretty damn impressive, you know, because he was he'd have more on, he's on a bad team. And he would lead mo- most defensemen by you know a, a lot. So, you know, I wouldn't necessarily. I definitely understand it. Would I agree with it? I don't know because well, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, but it's like the, they should just do. You yes, know, a
0: defensive defenseman a def- award, and, and yeah, and, and, and just and,
1: and, and the, the Norris is
0: the overall best defenseman. And then have like a Rocket and, Richard for right the for most points,
1: man. right? You and know. if
0: you win both, that looks even better
1: right exactly but I, there's a huge difference between the best defenseman and the highest scoring defenseman that's very true but although in adam fox's case he's a guy
0: who is probably he can end up being the top the only person in the league right now who i think you could look and say he's probably close to top three in both you know no and that's no offense to josh Morsey, who's having an excellent season you know Um, Yeah,
1: no, I, I, I agree. I mean, listen, we're halfway through the season. There's a whole nother half. Anything can happen, Um, you know, and, and, and listen, we're, we're going to need Fox down the line. So he's going to have to keep playing at this MVP level. If, if we have any chance of making the playoffs and, and staying in contention here, because he's a huge part of our, you know, defense and offense. So, uh, there was another, Oh, again, Panarin. You mentioned his name a couple times about having a good game. I, I'm just, it can't be offers across the board. I, I'm i sorry. It's just, I know I'm nitpicking, you know, a, like a, a single game out of it's a thing. But like Panarin, 24 minutes played, zero goals, zero assists, zero points, uh, even hockey, one shot on goal, and one giveaway and three takeaways. Like, and he had almost five minutes on the power play it's like at this point you should be giving money back to the new york rangers like if you can't get four shots a game it's a million back to the rangers like that's how i would do it like it's it's unbelievable this guy and like i'm not i'm done praising him i'm done praising him he's on my shit list right now and he's the guy i'm gonna go after and i said it before said there was gonna be a scapegoat and this year, I, I fell into my own trap. Now, I'm, he is my scapegoat. If the New York Rangers are unsuccessful, it's directly his fault. Because if you're going to be making 11, over $11 million, there's got to be some sort of production. And I'm not saying he needs to score five goals a game. But you fucking kidding me? With one shot on goal, even hockey with five minutes on the power play and 24 minutes to play total? Like, come on. That's like, what are we doing here? So um, that's how I feel about him. I had to get that off my chest. Kako's a, Kako, Andy, bona fide top-line winger. He's a first-liner anywhere in the league. I I'm, I'm truly believe that. Um, and he just is getting better, I think, by the game. I think he's handling the puck well. I think he's one of those players now that is playing with so much more confidence than he was at the beginning. And it's clearly showing. And it's just feeding him, and that's what's that's what's driving him right now. And he's just an unbelievable. Uh, he's, it's an unbelievable turnaround story from a guy that I had zero hope for because I thought he was kind of an all oh, shucks. I feel bad for myself. He's completely turned it around, and and I'm glad I'm wearing egg on my face with Kako because he is just a fun hockey player to watch, and he is. Continuing to develop into one of my favorite players this season. So, um, other than that, I agree with you. Tough game for Igor. But again, like, Igor lets a bad goal in. I don't even like bash the guy. I don't even say, like, come on, you got to have that. It's just, it's one of those things where, you know, listen, sometimes you got to outscore your opponent some games. Your goalies are not going to always save you. So, um, yeah, that's all I got for that. Uh, you got anything else on that game? Nope. Uh, just, you know, I was
0: wondering if, well, I guess we'll to talk about our next segment, if Reeves' impact, what it would be, because there were some comments made before the game that it wasn't necessarily like he asked for a trade. It was more about he asked them, the Rangers, when he wasn't playing where he stood, found out that the Rangers were looking at moving him, and then... uh He then said, Well, yeah, then get it get it done. I want to get out of here if I'm not in your plans because I want to play. So a little bit different. Made it sound like there's a you know, he still sees value in himself and it has a little put a little burr in his saddle about it, but um doesn't change anything for me. I still think it was the right move. Um and, you know, uh, the only he did get an assist last night though, I will say. Of course. So good good to Ryan Reeve. I do think he's definitely been more productive there, so and I can definitely understand why that team that was struggling went out and got him to, although I think, like I had mentioned, I think Minnesota's biggest problem is that they're a bit of a donut in that you obviously have a top-line talent, dangerous talent in Kaprizov, who's one of the best forwards in the entire league. And then obviously is very good too, but then there's just not enough else there. You know, they have some very good, competent uh, role-playing forwards. You know what I mean? They almost remind yeah. me of an Islanders type lineup, but if the Islanders had a elite player, although Matt Barzell before he got hurt was looking like he was finally trending in that um, direction. And, you know, I think honestly, I do think Minnesota will be better in the future. I think Boldy's going to be an excellent player once he comes into his own, but you know, and Sam Steele, but yeah, I mean, they have a very competent middle six, but they just don't have enough overall firepower. I mean, Felino and Freddie Gaudreau and Ryan Hartman and Greenway and Joel Erickson Eck, you know, they're cool players. You say, Oh, I take those guys on my team in a heartbeat. But when you realize that's like, besides Boldy, who's real nice, and will be something. That's the entirety of their middle six. You're like, Oh, well there, there's a problem because where's the scoring coming from? So, um, you know, but they have good, they got some good D, although I think they're slowing down a bit. Uh, you know, Brodeen and, and good Spurgeon's excellent, you know, but then, you know, Middleton, uh, was a John Merrill and Addison are just, you know, they are what they are. So and Flurry I think they're going to need to upgrade in, on the back end. But they will be a good team one day, I think, when, uh, you know, some of, you know, Husnadinov finally makes it and Marco Rossi finally makes it. So but yeah, that was a team. The Rangers are clearly better than and I'm glad they beat them. And now they got to do it again with Dallas. But as far as Reeves impact, uh, crunches. Him, I believe him and was it him and uh uh excuse me, Felino at the same time put Kreider in the accordion. Or was that yeah. two other people? Was that that might have been that no. actually might no, that might have been Hartman or or no, sorry, that was Brandon duhame and Felino at the same time, I think. But regardless, Crider got crunched last night and left the game.
1: Reeves as, Reeves was a part of the
0: Gautier hit. Yes, and Gautier also left the game. So uh uh, that's, that, that's what it was. Uh, go, Reeves and Brandon Duhaime, uh accordioned uh, Julian Gauthier, left the game, didn't return. And then Kreider took a hit or uh, reverse hit from Felino, who's a big guy too. And, not, and Kreider's clearly a big guy too, but he's not as big as Felino, and then had to leave the game. So uh, there was an optional practice, uh, optional skate today. Uh, Julian Gauthier was on the ice. He says he should be good to go. He was a little sore. Kreider, though, is not good to go. He's not going to be playing the next game. Um, so, But uh, Turk said he should be back soon. But knowing this organization, that means he's got a separated shoulder. and We're not going to see him for a month or whatever. But, uh, you know, interesting. We might, might have Kreider out of the lineup for a little bit. But, but we're not. He's not going to miss a game. What, do you want to hear my theory? Oh, OK. That's when you said it up top. I was like, I don't know what James is talking about, but I will hear, I'm going to listen to your theory.
1: Well, do you know what the answer is with, with Kreider? He's going to replace him with Lafreniere. So they're essentially going to be the same exact player playing on the top line. They're not going to really do much. Uh, oh, okay. They're not going to produce anything. They're just going to kind of skate around. And if Mika is lucky enough to find them in a more than... I'd say uh, if he you know hits them with a you know an unbelievable pass, they will probably go in for a breakaway or maybe get a a, a, a shot off his butt and it'll go in. But listen, we're not going to skip a beat without having Kreider. I can guarantee you that. And you know it's a perfect fit. It's like a guy that you is not reliable, and we're sticking in a guy that is also not reliable. So whether you want to call him Kreider or Lafreniere. They're, flip a coin, it, do, it doesn't matter. They're the same exact player. you are going to have the same exact production level. Um, in fact, I think this is actually better for the New York Rangers because you know what? There is one little sliver and it's a little tiny. It's a percent of a percent that still thinks maybe he, maybe he just needs to play on the top line and it'll fix everything and he'll be blossom into a dominant hockey player. When there's a little bit more pressure because right now I feel like he's skating around just trying to have fun and it's not fun watching him uh, Lafreniere and I think this is good. I think this is healthy for I think Ryder definitely needs to take a seat rest midseason you're banged up. Uh, The guy hasn't missed a game this this season and then you have Lafreniere coming in who desperately needs to play more minutes if he wants to get better. but he's not good so he doesn't play more minutes so it's kind of you know he's stuck between a rock and a hard place and uh you know this is an opportunity this is a you know a chance for him to prove that you know he's worthy I think they plan on putting him on the power play one which he can't make it any worse at this point and I give credit where credit is due Turk just keeps on keeping on with that first power play not changing up at all heaven forbid putting caco out there for for a minute or two but um yeah so you know it's my theory is whole, is going to be true and you'll see that it's not going to make a difference on the first line if you have lafreniere over uh Kreider. so uh i don't know what you think of my theory obviously it's a little bit of a joke but it's actually pretty accurate so um i hope you're not too worried Dandy.
0: The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. That's action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, you know, I... I, you know, I would like to see Lafreniere rise to the occasion. I didn't know. It seems that nothing he has done in the last uh, three months to two months would would designate that that is in within the realm of possibility. But who knows? Maybe maybe in a weird way it will. It's it's funny that it seems and we've talked about this before that when the player, you know, the young players in the Rangers don't deserve. To get you know opportunity and get goose because they're not performing uh e- even with little chances they Turk seems to want to like elevate them to get them going, but then when they're they're killing it and they're almost they were chomping on the bit for a shot, uh he refuses to move them up so go go figure that's happening <laughs> happening now, you know what I mean sometimes I think it's just to piss off uh whiny rangers fans like me, you know he's like, all right, I'll show you you know so but look, I mean. Uh, I understand, obviously, Kraftsoff It seems like Kraftsoff Trocek, Panarin have something going. It hasn't fully clicked yet, but Kraftsoff just looks better and better. The pass he made to Trocek in that last game should have been a goal. Yes. And honestly, we were saying Kraftsoff can't stay healthy. Kraftsoff can't take punishment. He's our best four checker right now. He wins all of his battles. And he's fast. He forechecks fast. He gets in. and, and But the th- big thing is him is that unlike Panarin, who kind of stays away from that, he gets in, he wins the battle, and then he advances the puck because he can also make plays. So he looks really good. Uh, I would hope the numbers bear that out, but I would hope he gets rewarded too, you know. But again, he basically should have had an apple as Trocek had a wide open net backdoor. And listen, those are, I get those are hard. And maybe, you know, there's a little too much uh, stank from off on that pass, but, you know, that was a wide open net. He just had to deflect it in and he missed the net. So. Uh, I think Kravtsov's been really good, so I understand not wanting to do that. And you know, I uh, the the you know, it's I don't know. I mean, I say why not? I feel like there is a reality in which Chris Kreider, maybe not even next year, but in the next few years, maybe he's not a New York wearing a New York Ranger sweater, and that you're hope hoping your top line is a Banajek, uh Lafreniere, or Kako. So let's see what we got. You know, I mean uh it'll be interesting to see if that line can stay productive. Cause even out, ever since Kako went up with Kreider and Zabanajad, it's kind of breathed new life into that line that had looked been had been taken apart basically just because it wasn't working anymore by Golan earlier in the season.
1: Yeah. No, I I definitely agree with you. Uh again, an a golden opportunity for the kids, so let's see what he's made of. Uh but with the Kreider injury, it the Rangers did work well, since he's I don't know. He's not on the IR. He's just listed as out. They won't put him on the IR because he's on my fantasy team. And that would be convenient so I can pick up another player. Um, The the Rangers uh, picked up Jake Leschichen from the Vegas Golden Knights. Fourth liner center. uh, Just going to take a chance on him. So I I, I don't know. I, I, I guess there's no risk here at all, right? We can always just drop him. No, yeah, there's no risk. Um, there's
0: no risk. Like, can we waive him as well? Yeah, I mean, you can send him down to the AHL. No, you, I, I, maybe he'd have to go through waivers again. Uh, I don't think Vegas can take him, but another team could take him. But, um, right, if you waive a player and they get claimed, you can't... Or, no, if, if another team claims them and they waive them, you can claim them back if they get to you in the waiver wire. Excuse me. I think, I think oh, yeah, that's correct. But uh, I will say this. I am not high on on uh, Lesition. I don't think anything's going to come of this. Uh, you know, you hope it doesn't come at the extent or, or the expense, excuse me, of of a costly time on ice. You know, I've questioned at times this organization's talent evaluation and things they value. I mean, he's not a very good skater at all, Lysician. I mean, he had a good... I believe he had a, his last year in the AHL was very good. I think he was one of the better players in, in the AHL. But at the NHL level, it's just not happening. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really think that's going to change. But, you know, he had a high pedigree. And I think the Rangers are hoping that, I don't know, that that will be one of those weird players uh, who just all of a sudden just it clicks together and they become good with a change of scenery, which is known to happen. Um, yeah but i i'm not gonna hold my breath i his metrics are horrible the eye test you know zero he's <laughs> i don't i believe he had zero points i don't know how many games he played for uh or excuse me zero goals like i don't know how many games he played so far for yeah, vegas. zero points yeah zero this points and how many games has he played do you have it pulled up 22 you, you play 22 games you don't have any points like i on a vegas team that's pretty good that you should be able to i mean if if Brett Howden can get some points, you can get some points and if you're telling me this guy's worse than Brett Howden then, yeah, so that's where I'm at with him, but again, there's no risk, you know, they can try to figure out what to do with him, especially if Pryor's going to come back and they send him to the AHL and see if they can play down there and if he can get his confidence up, so, I guess, but it just makes me question, you know you have a guy like Ely Tolvin who is now killing it in uh, Seattle, you know what I mean who would have been a free pickup as well, but you know whatever rangers gonna ranger chris drury apparently was teammates with his father years ago so who knows if this is like a favor or something i don't (laughs) i don't know how these gms operate but um yeah whatever it's 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 low risk so hopefully it that risk or the trial the rangers don't get bit by you know a little bit by the the sticker price or trying him out in a compromising position
1: yeah, well, they're they're maxed out in their roster size, so I did read that they have to make a decision before Kreider returns on him. Either someone has to be moved or they have to waive him again. So I guess they're expecting Kreider to miss a few games because why would you just bring in a guy for one game when he's most likely, A, not going to play, and then, B, uh, you know you're going to wave them right away and there's another team's going to pick them up. So it's just a weird move. So expect Ryder to actually do really miss time. Um, I would imagine a couple weeks, weeks uh, because the way the schedule works out, Andy, we have the Dallas stars. Then we're off for a few days. Then we play Sunday and Monday against two weaker opponents, the Canadians and Columbus blue jackets. And my thought process is, you know, if you, you know, if, he's not ready to go. You don't bring him back for those games because you can get by with him. And then you don't bring him back against the Boston Bruins because there's no pressure. You're supposed to get smoked that game. So you have, an, and you have another three days off after that game, which brings you, you know, all the way to the 23rd where we play at the Florida Panthers. So um, expect Kreider to miss some time. He won't go on the IR, like I mentioned, because that would be convenient for me. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, we have the Dallas Stars on Thursday. So I don't know how you're feeling. Um, we beat the Stars last game, but it was kind of like one of those games where it's just an offensive explosion. Gotay had a highlight real goal. I feel like it, everybody was kind of clicking offensively. So, you know, how do you feel going into this game uh, for the New York Rangers? Uh, I feel good, which means I'll lose. <laughs> but th- I, I, I will say this:
0: I, I think I can say without a shadow of the doubt that no there's not a single team in the western conference this year that i am afraid of if i'm the new york rangers you got plenty of lurking in your own backyard unfortunately but i'm not you know i that doesn't mean they can't lose or those they can't get beaten by those teams but
1: vegas you know, scares me
0: vegas yes vegas can be very good but they're very inconsistent i mean luckily the rangers played them their first meeting when they were pretty banged up they didn't have ike goal and they didn't have uh, you know uh excuse me um petrangelo so they got lucky there but you know i i just don't i think the the cup is is coming a team in the east is going to win the cup this year so i that's just my feeling unless you know uh colorado decides to finally pull it together because they're getting healthier but the results aren't coming and georgiev is uh, starting to struggle which is interesting um not to cause too much of a a diversion, but what do you make of that? The fact that, as we're talking right now, Colorado is not in a playoff position in a in a pretty weak western conference how, how, what is your feelings on that?
1: um you know I, I think obviously they battled a ton of injuries, and you're always going to have a Stanley Cup hangover, and I'm not making too much of it right now. I mean, they've only played thirty nine games, which is still one of the lower ends in an entire league. So, you know, to put it in perspective, you have, you know, the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers playing three more games than them. If they win those three games, you know, that that puts them what six points, 49, they're already in a wild card spot. And, you know, uh and they're in the central, so that would actually put them all the way into third place. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not worried. I think they just need to get healthy. They just need to get there. Um, when you have Nathan McKinnon healthy, you can win any hockey game. Uh obviously McCar, but you need all those guys, you know. It's a league where, you know, you just look at Edmonton, you know, one or two guys are not gonna be able to do that, you know. I know, you know, their defensive depth took a hit with injuries, their forwards obviously took a hit uh with, you know, uh Nish-dush- I can't say his name. It just I've too big of a tongue. Nisgushin. Nishushin. Man, that's a <laughs> tough one. It is. Um yeah, you know, with him being injured. Again, another player they won't put on the IR because he's on my hockey team. So, you know, it's just one of those, you know, seasons where listen, you 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 got to the top of the mountain last year. Everyone, you know, has you know everyone sees the target on your back. They're coming after you. You're gonna get everyone's best game. And, you know, unfortunately, they had more injuries than m- most of these teams here, here in the West. So, you know, for, for Colorado, I think they can write the shit pretty easily. Again, three games, you know, in hand against some of these teams that ahead of them in the standings. They take care of business. They're right, right back in a, in a playoff spot. And, you know, I, I think they'll be fine. Uh, I, quite, I do question goaltending. Because uh, I have Georgie on my fantasy team. So you're not going to get too much consistency with him being great. And, you know, I don't know. I, I just, it's tough. You know, you, you kind of dismantled some of the key players after, you know, last season. And, and you know, it's always, it's tough to repeat. And, you know, I think I think they'll be fine. They'll make the playoffs. But I just don't see this team winning another Stanley Cup. So just my opinion yeah I mean, you know this is the one of those
0: things where we could be throwing dirt on them, and they just suddenly turn the switch on and pull it together, and we look real stupid, but uh yeah a lot of injuries, a lot of key departures in the you know after their uh their cup last year um and yeah, you know i there's just maybe their back end I don't think is playing as well as they have in the past, and especially last year um so you know, Um, but like I said, you know, plenty of teams have been counted out before and then they've turned it on. So maybe they can, but it's very, it's just kind of alarming to see, because that's a weak division, even with some of the injuries they've had. Well, and you know, granted they've had a lot and a lot of key guys, but yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of jarring and it's, it's unfortunately, it might be a situation like the Islanders last year, where it just might be too, a little too late by the time they get healthy, but um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you about your opinion, but I forgot, which is not good podcasting. I should have wrote it down like a professional would, but I didn't. So, uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. And I also forgot what I segued from <laughs> to here. I even forgot what we were talking about before. Oh, I, I remember what I was talking about. Cause we were talking about Lafreniere and his opportunity. Uh, and Gerard Galland had some interesting comments today about that, um, which I have pulled up right here on my laptop, which I did. Of course, I have to refresh it. Uh, he basically said, oh, where is it? Come on. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the, all the quotes from uh, Turks Presser, uh, and for whatever reason, Jesus, my laptop's being so stupid. I apologize, everyone. I swear I, I I have done this before. All right, here we go. And this is courtesy of Molly Walker on Twitter. Thank you, Molly. When basically they were talking about Kreider, you know, Gallant said they'll miss Kreider, but unprompted noted that Alexi Lafreniere is going to get a good chance up there to play some good hockey with good players. When asked what he's seen from number 13 since the stretch, he said he's been okay. When Asked by reporters if OK means not good. Gallant said no. I keep saying he's 21 years old. He scored 19 goals last year. I'm expecting similar numbers again this year, and it hasn't quite been there, but he's coming. He's working. He's doing all the right things. Basically, Coach Speed, yada, yada, yada. I'm not concerned about the kid. A lot of people are, but I'm not. I think he's going to be a good player. I said this in Montreal last week. I don't know how many times I've said it. He doesn't get the same opportunity at some other Kids that are first overall pick do. You can blame that on me, or you can blame that on Quinny, Talking about David Quinn, but we've got star players ahead of him. We're trying to win games every night. That's what our job is. So very weird to hear what I think a lot of Ranger fans have thought for forever. And I'm I'm not saying this just about Lafreniere, about just the Rangers kids in general. Does how do you feel about him flat out saying like for because to me a lot of that says. And we talked about this with Barkley Goudreau when they pressed, they did press Barkley, the press pressed LOL. See what I did there? Yeah. Uh, Turk on why Gaudreau didn't get demoted after his bad pass in New Jersey. And he basically said he's a vet and he has enough equity that I'm not going to do that to him. You know, he's one of my guys. He basically said that he admitted it. So it, it's based, this Turk has basically come out and said, look, like there are star players that are ahead of him. These, ki- all these kids basically, And they're going to, it's just, there's a pecking order and that's it. Does that concern you? Do you kind of agree with him? How do you feel? It's kind of refreshing that he, that he's honest. That was my first
1: thing. At least it's out there, you know? Yeah, but it, it, but it, but it's true though. It is true. Like if, let's just say, you know, playing time, there was direct correlation between playing time and development, uh, for, you know, players, right? So the first overall players that get drafted are usually drafted to bad teams. The Rangers weren't bad. They just won a lottery where they sh- clearly shouldn't have. And, you know, I, I, we've said this before on the podcast that, like, you know, Hughes was fed minutes immediately. Nico Hirscher was fed minutes immediately. They needed to be impact players. And if you look, you know, you know just around, around the league, The first overall picks that you see, some of the great ones, the, you know, the Matthews, you know, the McDavid's, you know, those guys, they, they went into organizations where like that was going to be the guy, you know, Lafreniere is not the guy. He was never going to be the guy. It was always like, he's now the great addition and to a team that's ready to win. Like, this is just a a huge asset that we're going to have now. And he can be part of the future of the New York Rangers. He's not the now, he's the future. The kids are the future. The kid line is the future of the New York Rangers. So I definitely agree. And listen, I also agree with Turk when, when he says that, you know, you got to give Goudreau the benefit of the doubt because it's it it's true. The guy won a Stanley Cup. He's, you know, he made one bonehead play. And, you know, even on the podcast, I, I didn't really knock him for it. I mean, yeah, it was stupid. It was a dumb play, and I'm sure he wished he had it back. But at the end of the day, Goudreau is still one of those guys that, with five minutes left in the game you want him in there because you know he can play structure he can play defense and you know he, he's a center so uh he can take face-offs and he's just a valuable player if you look at Lafreniere if he makes a bad play I, I want him benched you know first off he's he, he's a winger he doesn't play really much pk and he doesn't play any power play so at the end of the day he's essentially you know on the five on five he's essentially worthless so as of right now it's like there's there's no need to to reward or discipline him he's already on the fourth line it is what it is with him but i i kind of agree and like what turk's saying basically saying like listen we're we have bigger picture than here than developing hockey players we're trying to win you know we're trying to make the playoffs and win a stanley cup and i kind of like that i like the fact that he's admitting that there's bigger goals here than just, you know, Lafreniere's development. And you can knock me for that or you can, you know, have whatever feeling you want. But I, I kind of like that. You know, I like that. I hope management feels that way. I hope, you know, some of the players feel that way that, you know, there's a bigger picture here. So um, are, you, are you, does that, so was there a worry from you? Like, like no. for for you, is it important? now. let's say Lafreniere fit. Like. If I told you this scenario, Rangers win a Stanley Cup, Lafreniere fizzles out, and he never, never becomes anything, gets traded, and just has a mediocre career. Yeah, no, that's fine. I think, like, I, would you take that over? No Stanley Cup, and you know, oh he's no,
0: def- I want the, I want the cup. I don't care what right. happens anywhere. I, <laughs> I think for me, my worry is though, is that I think the one of the contentions that I do think might have some merit is that at a lot of times, it's much clearly that. This team, you can optimize it, especially with younger players who are starting to perform better in the past. Like it's how long it's taken, even though he's looked superior the last few weeks, where Kraft's off not getting time in three and three overtime or towards the end of games or those types of things. Where I think it's more, I I appreciate the refreshing honesty. And I get it that that's what the situation is in the company line. I told it. Listen, man, I understand that that's what their organizational philosophy is. It is what it is. I don't always believe, you know, think it's. Uh, I don't always think it's the right way to go about it because I do think, unfortunately, there has to be some some struggles. But I understand they they want to win now. You look at their roster; they have they want to win now. But I think my only worry is that at times, especially in the past two seasons, we've seen signs that you know kako it just needed an opportunity and it basically takes someone to get injured in a game and then he puts kako fine i'll, I'll move kako up just because i need someone to body and that only then it's do these players get these opportunities and then he's like oh why wasn't kako should be on the top line it's like yeah he should have been there most of the season he was g- good before but their shooting percentage i think that's more of the worry is that well this let evalu- me ask you let me yeah, ask you a ahead. question
1: if you're turk and you know, you we, the Rangers kind of got out to a flat start to the season. Um, you, you got you gotta win and lose if you're him, knowing that there's a lot at stake here with the season and expectation. No, and I understand. I'm not. You gotta scoring. you gotta win and lose, but with your horses. Yeah, you gotta. It's it's just the nature of the game. Like no, I, absolutely. I know. I I I make a lot of jokes about you know how much players make and how little they perform. If I'm Turk, I'm still throwing you know Panarin out there on a three on three even though he doesn't do anything doesn't even shoot the puck anymore now it's just you know you you gotta live and die by your stars I mean it's it's a tough look if you fail and it's like well I told you you played the kids too much you know yeah no you're right you're you're you were right I you know I think
0: that maybe a worry is that and it's maybe it's not even for so much for today but maybe the ramifications of let's say the Rangers get into the playoffs this year right so turk's job is safe they made the playoffs let's say they lose in 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 game seven in the first round if they play the devils or, or whatever and it's just like ah, oh, we got in but we ran into a good team whatever you know i think it's more about next year until if 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 you start seeing some of these older players start uh dropping off at, you know at what point or let's say the rangers power play goes starts going cold like at what point are you going to be like well
1: it's gone know, cold andy
0: i know that well that's another thing it's like and i agree say, and, I, and, and, well here's the other thing that makes me mad is that lafreniere is going to take Kreider's spot on the power play now why not kako who's playing who's earned a look there you know what i mean like i and again i'm happy they're trying to get lafreniere going like i understand it, but kako, has earned the spot and he's been performing. And yet they're not going to try him in that spot. They're going to put Lafreniere there. So, which means, unless that means they're now without Kreider, they're going to do 50 50 uh, ice time between you, you know, uh, unit A and unit B, you know, power play one and power play two, which they're not. It's going to be power play one. It just very, seems very strange that you wouldn't say, all right, well, we're going to, Kako's been going and he's been great and we're going to reward him and keep tapping
1: into that. And Kaka would be a much better net front presence than than Lafreniere, which is.
0: Yeah, I mean Lafreniere, I think uh, stereotypically, on paper, looks the part because he likes to throw hits and and I'm not saying Lafreniere can't be a good net front guy because you see him try to. I just think Kakko has that.
1: right now better hands.
0: Yes, he does have better hands, and, and he's-, he's softer hands, and I think he, I think he's not gripping the stick right now, and I think he can make some little deaf passes, and honestly. Uh, in his first year here, I feel like the only goals Kako could score was in close to the net because he didn't have NHL skating yet and NHL strength. But he still had his hands. And you s- remember that you know the the goal he's, his first goal in Edmonton, Fox found him for some forehand back a lot of forehand backhand tucks into the net in his first season, first two seasons. I'll say, you know what I mean. I think, and I think he would be better there. You know what I mean. And honestly, I think that's probably his spot in the future because. I mean, it's it's either that spot or having him on the on the right boards, but uh, it just seems you know I don't know. It's uh but again, they're trying to get LaFreniere going, which I def- I can't say I disagree with, but it's just you know I just in general I think it's, and in light of this uh, uh, sign, it just seems like this organization at times they I question their ability to evaluate what. Is truly working for them and what it's truly just them retreading the same old water without changing it so that's I think my only concern and I'm not even saying it that's the case this time I think it's more everything kind of points to a future in which there are issues down the line but
1: who knows I could just be being paranoid that's just no you're not being paranoid because I think I think a lot of Ranger fans definitely feel like you and you know worry that Gallant will just never change things which it seems to kind of be a little bit of a narrative here, especially yeah. like with the power play and, and stuff like that. So, um, but you know what? Forcing him, forcing his hand to change is kind of maybe the best thing that can happen to him. Uh, and, you know, let's see, let's see what happens, you know? Yeah. Like I said, it doesn't matter if, it, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Reed's Kreider or Lafreniere right now. I can guarantee you it's going to be the the exact same result. So, Um, It can only go up from here if I'm wrong. Uh, So I'm going to give you an opportunity to close it out, Andy, unless you got something else.
0: Nope, I'll close it out by saying this. Um, The best part of that game last night was seeing Henrik Lundqvist get kissed on the cheeks by Alexander Skarsgård and Ryan Reynolds. That's really it. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the Hockey
1: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey New episodes
0: every Monday and Thursday download at the Hockey or wherever you get your podcasts from.